0: I see, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks
1: and eh? mollycoddles, huh? You think Jesus is some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Steve James from C3 Church in Monash. Now I'm an old uh, C3 boy from way back, I did Bible college with Phil Pringle years ago, I'm a big fan, and uh, I've just been so excited to see the explosion of the C3 churches all over the world. Steve uh, oversees a bunch of churches down here in Canberra, and we're going to have a chat with Steve and just find out a little bit about his history before we talk about uh, what's happening here in Canberra. Now Steve, uh, you're a Perth boy, tell us about your upbringing.
0: Well, actually born in Melbourne but raised in Perth, moved there about 10 and uh, stayed there till I was 26, so most of my formative years were in Perth, yeah, and uh, grew up in a Christian family there, involved um, right through the charismatic renewal in the 70s. Our family kind of, I suppose, came to faith really and, you know, baptism in the Holy Spirit and all that kind of stuff in the charismatic renewal in the 70s and, you know, been involved in church pretty well ever since. And
1: you're, uh, you were trained by... One of the heroes of the faith in Australia, Phil Baker, over in uh, in uh, Raymer Church, which is now, uh, what's, what's the name of the church? Riverview Church. Tell us a little bit about what, uh, what, what it was like doing Bible college there.
0: Okay, well, yeah, I felt the call of God to Bible school in uh, nineteen eighty-seven, and then did two years full time at what was Rama Bible Training Center back then, 88-89, under both Brian and then Phil Baker in uh, in eighty-nine. And oh, look, it was a fantastic uh, place to uh, learn about the Word of God and the call of God on your life, and uh, one of the fastest growing churches, you know, in Australia at that time and, you know, of course, still Riverview, one of the great churches in our country. So it was, you know, Phil Baker was a sensational guy and still is, <laughs> obviously, and, um, yeah, so put a whole lot into us about uh, about the church and, and what God wants to do in our communities. So. Now, uh, C3 is the
1: movement as it's known today. It used to be Christian City Churches. Tell us how you got involved with Christian City Churches and why the move to Monash?
0: Okay, well, it's, it's interesting. Because I got two significant fills in my life. Phil, uh, Phil Baker originally, and then uh, after Bible school, we felt the call of God to uh, to Canberra, and so we packed up our kind of family, our four kids and dog, and travelled across the country and uh, arrived in Canberra in 1990. And pretty soon after that, couple of years after being here and being involved in kind of church work here, we got hooked up with Christian City Church, and uh, the rest is history, so to speak. And we got an opportunity to. Um, pastor of Christian City Church here in 1994, came on an assistant role and then in 1995 took on the senior role of a, a, a small work here and been here ever since.
1: Now, C3 churches are certainly on the cutting edge. They're contemporary, they're modern, are very evangelistic. Tell us a bit about the DNA of your church here in Canberra. What's the, what's the main focus of, of your outreach here?
0: oh look the you know the main focus out true north as a as a movement of churches is to reach lost people and uh so you said you know cutting edge you know we try and be contemporary in in message and style uh but you know it's still bible uh but put it in a modern package that actually uh, you know, helps people connect with that message in uh, and in a way that's relevant to their everyday lives so look our true north is reaching people for christ and uh, and and right across the demographics obviously I have a a you know, pretty strong youth focus, um, lots of uh, kind of great programs and things that we're doing for youth. Running a fantastic um, youth thing at our church at the moment, and almost 200 kids turning up uh, every couple of weeks for a, what we call our Encounter Youth Service, and, and heaps of them coming to Christ, which is absolutely fantastic.
1: Now, I was talking to a, uh, a lady on the plane this morning on, on the way up here from Brisbane to, to Canberra, the way down here, and she said that uh, one of the biggest growing churches in Canberra was an Anglican church that Kevin Rudd was going to, because <laughs> everyone was going to check it out. Do, do you get many politicians turning up at your church, being the you know the hub for the, the pollies here in, in Canberra?
0: Well, I, actually not really, because <laughs> the one, when they're actually in Canberra, because most We've only got a couple of federal members who this is actually their home, so everybody else comes in from outside, and when they're here, sitting dates, they, they work incredibly hard, and uh, so I think all they do is be in the house and sleep, So uh, and then on weekends they head back to their uh, respective uh, electorates and homes, uh, so we don't see a lot of them come through.
1: Now, you've had a
0: vision to uh,
1: see the churches in Canberra come together for, for a night of prayer. Uh, tell us how that came about and, and what you're expecting from this event.
0: Look, uh, Matt, I've been involved in citywide ministry since my various early days uh, here in Canberra. It's always been something that's uh, God's placed on my heart that, you know, there's a level of unity and there's some things that we can only do together uh, as the church in a particular city. Uh, so we've run a number of prayer meetings. I've been uh, part of those over the last decades, some here in um, uh, the Great Hall at Parliament House. We did a call event. You might remember uh, the call uh, that happened a few years ago. We did a, a pre-event here in the Great Hall and certain other things around issues like you know election times and other significant issues, bicentennials and things like that. Um, but a couple of years ago, I you know I felt the Lord impress upon me that. It, was would be good to have a national prayer meeting, and did a bit of research, and there'd really been nothing since federation on a consistent, regular, annual basis where the church, as the body of Christ, gathered together uh, in our you know place of government to actually pray for our nation. So, out of it was a kind of a vision like that, and, and having been around the city for quite a number of years, and and having a good relationship uh, across the board here, I kind of floated the idea. A couple of years ago and it's been gathering momentum slowly ever since and culminating tonight in what we hope is the inaugural What we're calling Australia Praise event, and uh, we've had right across the board kind of buy-in from, you know, Anglicans and Catholics and Church of Christ and Salvation Army, and representatives of each of those uh, denominations will be here tonight, as well as the kind of Pentecostal streams as uh, as well. So it's very very exciting, and uh, my you know my long-term vision is that you know this is an event that happens every year here, but that. Similar events, you know, coincidental to this one, on the same night spring up in town halls and uh, in churches, in cities and towns all across Australia. And on this night, every kind of year, there's Christians around the nation praying for our nation and its leaders.
1: Now, it's no coincidence that um, this night coincides with the National Day of Thanksgiving celebrations. How important do you think is being a nation that... Gives thanksgiving to God. Tell us uh, how that ties in with the prayer meeting tonight.
0: Okay, let's, look, it's a good question. It- We were looking for a night, and it seemed a natural connection, although there's no official connection between the organisers of the National Day of Thanksgiving and this event, kind of per se. It just seemed to us that there was a a natural spiritual connection, you know, that in the midst of giving thanks, well, the best way to do that is in prayer, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, So there's kind of that loose uh, connection. uh, And of course, it's a big part of of how we pray is, you know, let's be really, we want to be really positive in in our prayer agenda. We don't want to be reactionary to uh, an issues-based or, uh, or even kind of faddish in the way that we pray. So we've tried to be uh, kind of very scripturally based in terms of what do the scriptures tell us to pray about. Uh, you know, of course, it says things like, you know, give thanks, you know, pray for your leaders, those in authority over you. And we want to keep that as a very strong uh, agenda. And I think the other really important thing uh, for us is that we do this on a consistent basis over a long period of time. Um, we 're good at doing ad hoc events, and you know maybe that 's kind of pentecostals we're we 're good at doing you know ad hoc events and and thinking that things are going to change you know because we pray once, but I think there 's something significant about Doing something over a concerted, sustained period of time, uh, just knowing that that's a good thing to do, and if we're called to pray, then we should uh, we should do it, and we should commit to the long term, and that's where I'm coming from uh, in this event. Is let's commit to this for a long kind of period of time. Let's gather and create a level of unity that's you know formed on our love for jesus i think you know right across the denominations we can agree on that thing we all love jesus don't we and and that's a good basis where we can start and i think the next natural progression of of unity and and in a sense it's also an express, expression of mission is to pray together uh so we can start there i think that you know we've we can set a good foundation for the future generations of you know of actually winning back this this country for christ you know, we say we're a Christian nation, but the reality is only 8% of Australians go to church. So I think we're, we've actually got to start to win back our nation to Christ, uh, and, and hopefully this plays a small part in, in doing that for the future.
1: Now, Steve, there might be people listening that are thinking, you know what, this is great, this guy's got a passion, this is exciting, all these churches are getting together. Uh, there might be people thinking, you know, but I actually don't pray myself. Uh, I don't know if I have a relationship with God. Would you speak to those listeners and talk to them about how they would begin a relationship with God? Would you you just coach them through that?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, Of course, you know, the Bible says very clearly that if you're without God, that you're without hope in the world. Uh, And... A relationship with God gives us hope about our future and I think you know even as we look as the nation of Australia there's a lot of kind of concerning issues that are occurring in our nation at the moment and for many people the future is quite bleak you know we've we've, we've had the global financial crisis there's you know there's all kinds of there's unemployment there's all kinds of things that, that can cause people to fear and to be without hope concerning their, their future raising their kids in the future all those kind of things um, and I've come to the realisation that the only thing that gives us hope is is God and to get that hope we have to have a relationship with him Jesus was posed with that very same question that you gave me uh, Matt by a religious person and uh, and it's recorded in the third chapter of the gospel of John and a guy by the Nick, name of Nicodemus came to him and, and said you know how do I gain eternal life how do I have a connection a proper connection with God and and Jesus said to him well Nick you've got to be born again And and this guy was a little bit you're confused by this. It's like, what do you mean? I'm an old man. I, how, do I, how do I go back into my mother's womb? But Jesus said, no, you, you've got to understand there's two kinds of birth. There's a natural birth and there's a spiritual birth. Natural birth brings you into the world naturally, but spiritual birth brings you into the kingdom, which is, is kind of God's kingdom. Uh, and so he said, don't, don't be confused. I said, you've got to be born again. And then it's unpacked other places in Scripture where, where Jesus said, anybody who calls upon my name will be saved or can be born again. So to get that spiritual birth into the kingdom, one simply has to call upon the name of Jesus, believe that he died for them, that he kind of died for their sins, and accept that work for them personally because it's a personal relationship not about religion but it's about relationship with God through Jesus Christ and and you know and I would say to anybody who's in that kind of situation find a local church and go to that local church and say hey I want to enter the kingdom of heaven there'll be somebody there who will help you and then get plugged into that local church and you'll find that a result of a relationship with God outworked in a community of faith brings great hope and peace into your life.
1: That's the best news I've ever heard. That's wonderful. <laughs> now, if people are uh, wanting to respond to that, and even would like to contact you, is there a website people could go to to find out more about C3 Monash?
0: Well, there is. There, there's a website called uh, that we have, uh, which is uh, www.c3monash.org.au, uh, and uh, there'll be a website coming for this event, which is you know really what I'm about, not really wanting to promote our church too much in uh, as a part of this event. Uh, that's We've got the domain name, and it'll be up in a couple of months. Which is www.australiapraise.org, org, and there'll be information on that as well. I'm sure about how people can, can make a connection with God, uh, which is you know the very best thing that you can do for your life.
1: Fantastic, mate. Well, I've been so inspired uh, to hear your story about uh, how you know all the churches are gathering together, and you know I, I think. The world has a perception that churches don't get on, that there's all these divided walls between churches, and this is certainly breaking those dividing walls uh, with all the churches uh, coming together. Uh, Tell me, I'm just curious, uh, we've got a little bit more time, have you been getting uh, much media coverage? Is the media talking much about this in in Canberra? Is it something that uh, you you have a passion for to see the media talking about what's happening in the church?
0: Uh, Well, at the moment, the answer would be no. So we've probably gone quite the opposite way, uh, is just say, look, you know, we don't need to make a big fanfare. I think there's probably a little bit of a scriptural precedent about that as well. It's like, you know, when you pray, don't stand on the street corners and make a big issue about it, Jesus said. But, you know, just kind of praying quiet and, and don't make a big fanfare. Uh, about it because at the end of the day prayer is about us communicating with god not telling everybody that we're communicating with god so i suppose we've taken a little bit of that attitude about it is that you know and i think what you said is that the perception is in the community that maybe there are kind of walls of division and that that unity is a fragile thing and, and there's probably a sense of reality about that that we need to recognize and you know i'm a great believer in don't despise the day of small beginnings so so our attitude's really been let's start small let's start local let's not Mike you know opportunities for people to find differences let's just kind of gather around something wonderful like we all love Jesus and he saved us so we can agree upon uh, on that and you know and that he's called us to praise so so we haven't really done a great big media thing at all we've just talked amongst the churches and we really haven't even gone you know national too much at this stage even though people like you Matt have have heard about it in Queensland and come down there was uh, another pastor that's come across from Western Australia got some emails from some people in Cairns today who'd heard about it so that's kind of pretty exciting that even though we haven't intentionally got it out there it's getting getting out there and uh, and that augurs well for the future I think and, and you know I, I would hope to see that maybe you know next year at this time where there's not just the Canberra event but maybe there's an event in three or four other kind of key locations around the city and then the year after that there's 20 or 30 and you know maybe in 5-10 years time there's you know literally thousands of these happening right around you know the nation on the same, night. No, I get really excited just talking about and thinking about that you know uh, and how cool would that be that you know there's literally tens of thousands 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 of Christians on one night a year that are praying for our nation, its leaders, its future, its destiny. I think the other thing that's really kinda cool, Matt, is is you know, there's been a whole lot of prophetic words about Australia. You know, I was doing a bit of research today that Smith Wigglesworth has actually kind of prophesied many kind of years ago when he was here in Australia. I think it was in the 1920s uh, that the last great move of God would come out of Australia. And and look, I, I'm not saying that this event is catalytic to that in any sense. You know, that would be just ridiculous. But but you know if we if we start doing something that that has a a role in bringing about the purposes of God then i think that we're doing a, a really good thing and you know this is a good thing and i you know the other really important thing is i've been involved in you know kind of ecumenical stuff over the years and and oftentimes like you rightly said it's really hard work but this has been the easiest thing to pull together it's been the easiest i've ever experienced and you know i've just put a vision to, to guys and they've just gone hey this is fantastic we're in you know and uh, uh, without any kind of arguments and I think that says something about the where the church is at that we actually need to do something for the future and and hopefully this is just one of the many pieces of a puzzle that'll come together through many great you know kind of people right around this nation in churches and, and, gr- and Christian groups all over the place and those puzzles coming together we'll see you know God moving in our nation in a new and fresh way.
1: Well, it sounds like history's in the making. I'm so excited. And uh, once again, what's the, the website, Australia Praise?
0: It's www.australiapraise.org. And uh, that'll be online in you know a couple of months' time. So check it out.
1: Thank you so much, mate. God bless. Thanks, Matt. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. And also, you can make a donation if you'd like. I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.